this is so weird like i just checked on the rss page whether like episode 14 had been uploaded you know after hours warm hugs and tea after hours tea and warm hugs andy love song station and it's not there so i checked spotify right because that's where it rss is connected to spotify and then the episode is there and it's playing some magic has just happened so i uploaded it again so if you see the episode twice there you have it <laughs> good morning good afternoon good evening mezami whenever wherever you're listening to this the back door is open for you welcome i hope you enjoy your stay i'm your host sunny and this is another rat on sleepy eyes are rad where we dream of stories that makes ourselves dance so this week i, I just i just felt like i was recording an episode for y'all and now a week has just passed and now we're on a Friday again and I'm here recording another rad jazz for y'all, for us. And it's surreal how time flies. Um, maybe because the exam season is over and I have been indulging in my hobbies and the things that I really love and the things that make me really happy and content. Um, this is one of them. So this is this episode, this rad jazz or mix, what have you may is one of the most important ones i've been planning for some time now um i actually didn't expect i didn't think that i would want to make this into a rad jazz or into a mix but here i am and here it is recording at this moment in time i actually just thought of making or just it just was building in my head you know like daydreams and you know research and also just you know scrolling through pinterest because i really love the aesthetic but also i really love the way our culture is built like the south asian culture is built on walls it's there in histories and architecture it's also there in stories myths and legends each culture has its own myths and legends what be, what you believe in what you don't believe in um and i guess the biggest like lately my journey has been about faith and connection to the skies above and so it's just all interconnected at this moment in time i guess that's what my journey is at this point in time so if there's a lot of connection about faith and the skies above and the universe in general this is the reason why i be like i'd like this is the reason why the story i'm currently writing the chapter we're currently writing is on the said said journey but the main theme behind this rad jazz this mix at this moment in time is pony and selvan now this this movie is this is like you would we would call this a book adapted into adapted to a movie uh it's actually pony and selvan is a tamil written book uh from quite a long time ago and it's a historical fiction novel written by kalki krishnamurthy and it's in tamil language and is now adapted into two films ps1 and ps2 or you would call it pony and selvan 1 and pony and selvan 2 and what happens is throughout the story is that it's about the sundarachor kingdom during the 80s specifically the 900 to 950 AD and the family that the story revolves around is the sundarachor family which involves like which consists of aditya karikalan armuri varman and princess kundave and there's other characters too like queen nandini and vandya devan who's aditya's best friend now some of it have uh, some of the stories while the stories in this novel are are purely are inspired by true events that have happened in the 900 to 950 AD some of it are fictional characters like for example prince queen nandini is a fictional character and i haven't read the book 
I've only watched the two films. I haven't read the novel. So there's, but then like when you watch like then when you watch movie right and you're not sure how the book was like written or how the way it was written is this something about the way that the relationships the politics and how they were discussed or gone about in the kingdom and during that time are so prominent and quite different to the way we deal with them now and so before i continue by the way there will be some spoilers throughout this episode so if you haven't watched pony and selvan and are planning to you're more than welcome to skip this episode by all means and so with that being said here is the politics of royalty romance and relationships featuring the comet the pony and selvan station Now, one of the things that I recently learned about the politics is that we usually associate politics as an event that has happened to someone or a group or a community or a set of communities or state or culture or country. But sometimes politics can also be as within communities, amongst communities, or whether it's within um, histories and kingdoms that we don't speak about, you know? So basically, so like it's like, in other words it's like the organization of of like how all kinds of relationships and how they come together in terms of a flow or a rhythm you know it's like one of the reasons why we say oh the politics of um drama or the politics of drama in school or the politics between people in um in a, between communities how there's always tea or gossip or something but actually politics can also mean how we're all organized within our relationships within our bonds as a team as a unit or even just you know between two people or just yourself depending on how that how the bond is feeling so on and so forth so that's but made the major themes throughout pony and selvan is royalty the relationship the way the politics of relationships is organized throughout these two movies because i've only watched the films so i may not be referring to a lot of the novel because i don't have very great knowledge on the novel close to none so i'm going to be referring to the movie quite a lot the two films quite a lot and the politics because you we normally don't see women especially in the kingdom and the palace being involved in politics or scheming vengeance or anything like that but the the princesses and the queens in this are involved in the way the kingdom is run the palace is run and um or scheming vengeance and a big example of this is queen nandini she is scheming vengeance let me tell you um we'll get to the vengeance bit a bit later but like Kundavai Pungurli these are all ladies women who are even princess vanadi even if she's so underrated in the films but she has such a strong backstory in the novels which i've been hearing about by watching videos of amma and so on and so forth and it's just surreal as to how women are involved in the process involved in the decision making and the politics of kingdom the way it's run the way we you know meet people greet people or anything like that it's fascinating like it's yeah it's fascinating um and there is also like so much more to this film than just the royalty the romance and the relationships there's the comet hence the hence there's a featuring the comet in this episode name the comet in this is very important especially in ps1 the first film um i'm probably just info dumping <laughs> cuz i just 
I want to give like a sort of context as we get into the jazz because the comet actually is very prominent in the first film. It's genuinely in the sky all the time. You every scene you would see it's like literally there in the sky as if it's falling but it's as if it's static but the tangential velocity is there. It's there, okay? And it's very significant to the film or to the novel both both mediums because it resembled a death of someone in the Sundar Chora family and everyone thought the kingdom including the kingdom themselves thought it would be Sundar Chora himself the king but some twists throughout both films say otherwise so but by the end of PS2 the comet is gone because someone had died some I'm not going to say who that is um, because there has to be some sort of surprises, some sort of suspense throughout this sort of thing, sort of films and the way it's been directed, produced, been made. And so hence there'll be like some knowledge gaps. Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, this episode is all about the way um, encapsulate the the politics of royalty romance and relationships while romance is one of the major themes excuse me throughout both of these films there's also the relationships between siblings to best friends loyalty trust faith and faith doesn't necessarily mean um faith can come in many ways uh for instance, whether you're devoted to someone or whether you're devoted to the universe, the skies above, whether, you know what, whether you're devoted to your family, your homies, yourself, self, self-discoveries, or even faith and trust in your best friends, in your family and the history that you may not know about, but yet you're like, they will tell me in their own time, you know? But in, in the 80s, you don't have that they will tell me in their own time and kind of time to wait for you know it's like okay i need some there are many gaps missing to understand the whole situation while there's a lot of povs as well throughout the movies there's also so much of information that you to me i didn't feel like anything was missing i felt like i was watching the movie i understood i was able to fill in the gaps i also probably because i also did my prior knowledge i did my I was watching videos and I also found out more about the family tree and it's quite a long family tree, let me tell you. And sort of different histories are happening. So that was between PS1 and PS2 because PS1 came out last year at the end of last year and PS2 came out around April 28th and around on April 28th. So it's like a big gap in between to do some prior extra prior reading and so on. I for one cannot read Tamil so it I couldn't get the novel and also even if i did want to get the english translation it would wouldn't feel the same as the original novel because lost in translation some there are some beautiful words in tamil that don't get across really well in english and it's not easy <laughs> like when i you would you'd understand what i mean when you're playing the music in this mix guys let me tell you like there are some tamil songs in this mix by the way and that is like the language, the way it's spoken, and the way it's sung, I didn't. You, I hadn't appreciated it as much um, growing up. Growing up, growing up, because I was more into Western and different kinds of styles of music. But as I am entering different genres and exploring new things, it feels nice to be back into my own roots, back to the culture that I grew up in and I am growing up in. 
it's like a way of holding on to you know the person that i am and growing up with and the kind of beliefs and values our community has um and pony and sylvan actually plays a bigger role than i anticipated because it's been a story that many of my you know tatas parties chitti sitapas aunties uncles everyone's read you know and it was also come on the newspapers during that time and so it was something that was looked forward to amongst anything else um at that time so bringing it back like bringing that pat that the story back in a movie form has its pros and cons but we're not here to discuss that we're here i we're here to encapsulate to get the bread on how beautiful such films can be especially historical fiction and especially adapted from books because it portrays a view of different things that you like the same thing in a different perspective if that makes sense so this mix i am um, this mix is basically the songs in this mix are ones that i love most in the movie soundtrack both of both films and while i'd love to play the whole soundtrack for you in its own it's there on spotify for you to check that out there the rest of the songs here remind me of the movie whilst i was watching it whilst i was like the aesthetics the people the character building the development of characters and also the historiness if historiness is even a word of the movie you know there's like a mix of english a mix of tamil as well even korean music um even if i won't be playing the song this upcoming song i'm going to be saying it's a horrible mention nonetheless and it's to build a home by patrick watson and the cinematic orchestra I think it's very essential to have this song for almost any historical fiction probably because it reminds me of Valentessa a lot but also reminds me of um the younger version the younger selves of Aditya Karaka Aditya Karakalan and Queen Nandini as well and you will know why in a soon bit or you will know why if you're planning on watching both films there is english subtitles so you do not have to worry about um not understanding the language or anything um there is there's like most of them are most of the dialogues there is a really cool mix of the grammar the tamil and tamil even now as well and it's not as colloquial it's like it's not very colloquial nor is it very formal it's like the right balance so you would know what the language is spoken back in the kingdoms and also a bit of what words we use now too like you know sometimes you could even say nam tani poi kodi ke bore which is like i'm going to go drink water but like it would sound more grammatical when you like kind of say it like that you know i totally forgot how to say it in like grammar but like did you get the jazz you know you know what i'm saying so yeah and with that being said <laughs> again here's the politics of royalty romance and relationships featuring the comet funny and selvan station kaviriya nirmadikki சத்தம் கெட்டதுமே நெல் பூத்து நிக்கும் புலி சத்தம் கெட்டதுமே கல் பூத்து நிக்கும் பகை சத்தம் கெட்டதுமே வில் பூத்து நிக்கும் சோழத்தின் பெருமை கூற சொல் பூத்து நிக்கும் கணுமே கீரரிய சமரி பொழுது கொள்ள கீரரிய சமரி 
so much from each the first film and second film respectively so the first one was poninadi from ps1 and the second one was aganaga from ps2 and mm, oh, this is, <laughs> this reminds me like every time like you know during when aganaga was playing the the 
like as a tune was playing without the vocals like it's like as if you're running like around the palace hallways and trying to play hide and seek with like your lover or like with your best friends or something like that and like with puninadi it's like you're you know going to get this bread whatever bread you're going to get you're going to get it and it's like really important to, it's also like encapsulates the whole theme of pony cuz pony and salvan pony is actually rice and tamar and it's how it started to pony and salvan and pony and salvan is actually armuri varman in long story short really and how he's raja 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 choran um after a whole lot of events that happened throughout the two films and so those two songs were the beginning like the encapsulation of both ps1 and ps2 in a nutshell the next couple of songs the next seven songs i believe are are a mix of the songs that are that remind me of the film or remind me of certain characters during of both films um the characters are recurring throughout both films so it's not like you're missing out on anything it's like it's like the beginning and the sequel kind of vibe and broken down to the novel broken down into two films because it would be a 6 hour film that would be the case um but Nevertheless, so few of the songs throughout this mix remind me of certain events of the film, and I am yelling because, like, I was internally losing my jazz, especially during the second film because there's this there's just this pattern, you know, like with even with books too, like the second film is better than the first film, or like the second book is better than the first book. If it's a trilogy, the pattern of a second book being better than the first book is very common for me, at least for me, right? because maybe it's because like you see the characters developing a bit further or like the the plot is thickening and you're like holy smokes i didn't think this was going to happen you know that kind of vibe or like maybe a character betrays someone and you're like absolutely not i didn't want you to or like maybe one of your favorite character disappears and poofs or maybe a favorite one of your favorite character who you got so attached to in the first film has like I'm sorry. I I do not know who you liked in the first film. This is an entirely different person in the second film kind of vibe, which hasn't happened yet. Which hasn't happened at all for me during both films. Um because I really <laughs> I found myself really loving Pongri Lee in both films. Um oh my god, please. Pongri Pongri Lee is one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character of all time. throughout both films i just really love her the way she carries herself the way she's like this determined like she's she's actually a someone who's really good at rowing boats right um i don't know how to say it in proper english but it's just so artistic when it comes to that rowing boats there's something there's something peaceful by living with the waters and a small little village right and There's an underrated character though with both films Princess Vanadi is such Vanadi's Princess Vanadi's and Princess Kundave's friendship is beyond phenomenal like there's such a good, strong friendship and I especially in the first film you see them a lot in a lot of scenes together because that's when um that's when Vanadi even gets to know about Kundave's promise to make sure Armuri is safe and that so on and so forth right and the second film is a bit less we don't get to see much of vanadi in second film and i suppose i really wanted to see her um there's a quite a bit of like jittery iffy jazz within that little arc there um with one especially with vanadi and armuri varman like we i do that's the thing you know i think the directors and the producers the cast really made it up the compensated for that arc there because by uh, the eye contact and the gestures and especially the mahoot scene 
um, which was fascinating as itself, and the ending, of course. And so Vanadi and Armuri Varman are yes, um, right. But at the beginning, you start to root for Pungirli because Pungirli really likes the strength of Armuri Varman as well, Prince Armuri Varman as well. Um, and I was here literally fangirling about Pungirli, going like, "Oh my god, yes, um, go get this bread." Uh, right so there's i think there's a song in here i'm pretty sure i added a song because it reminded me of her um yeah there's a song that reminds me of pungirli or a song that reminds me of aditya karikalan aditya karikalan and nandini queen nandini's arc their their bond as a whole jazz which reminds me of which brings me on to the seeking vengeance bit right nandini seeks vengeance to both of them she's the antagonist of the film have you what have you me about the whole jazz which is actually quite refreshing because i for one have seen a lot of male figures being antagonists as much as being females uh, so seeing a woman being an antagonist is also really refreshing because you get to see the other side of being antagonist and that we also as women can perhaps want to seek vengeance on our lover because what have you been doing like your kingdom literally set my temple on fire man um i don't know if it's her temple or if it's but it's a community temple so the which one at the beginning of ps2 the way ps2 opened started off i was literally there static i knew i was in for a long ride i did not know how long the ride was i did not know how long i was going to be like Oh my god just communicate but you know like that communication isn't as easy as being said you know is you're talking to a lot of people and a lot of people can give it's like chinese whispers if i say something you to you you're probably going to understand what i just said and say it rephrase it or paraphrase it a different way and then it goes on the whole message will probably be lost by the time it reaches you know that's a kind of thing sometimes with kingdoms as well as pashi like with in the 80s and in history right sometimes it can you it's like you're playing different sort of information with different people and loyalties are being tested friendships are being tested it's uh, a painful angsty time you know and like the angst the angst is surreal i'm just sitting there going please just do some the the acting is beyond measure i'm sitting here going like yes 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 exactly that's the point that's the bread and and the soundtrack changes or they go, they go to the next scene and i'm like guys guys they were getting somewhere just 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 finish that scene and then show me anything else um but i am really grateful for the beginning of ps2 yeah, like y'all let me just tell you okay here you go so the beginning basically opens with the beginning of ps2 right opens with aditya karikalan the younger versions the younger selves is aditya karikalan and Nandini and Nandini actually is an orphan. She started off she is an orphan and she doesn't know where her roots come from where her cult, like where her history lands. And she is but she's devoted to the skies above. She does her, she does a kolam every morning, velak etifying um which is like lighting the lamp every morning making sure that the first and foremost duty is to the skies above, to the universe that gives us life on a daily basis. And Meanwhile, meanwhile, the first time that she actually gets to meet Aditya is when Kundavai Princess Kundavai comes to visit the temple and asks Nandini if they'd like to join her on an event or something and she says Nandini goes like no I'm afraid I can't I have 
I'll call them to do light lamps to light up. I have to like you know my duty is to stay devoted to the skies above, to stay devoted to the Swami that that they pray for that we pray for, um, which is beyond. You know there there are many Swamis that we pray for in this universe, as our culture, and so she's like really devoted to the skies above. You know, which is honestly such a nice art form, and is also really nice to see that theme of faith coming through. And then, but then Kundav, Princess Kundave is like, and then the priest is like, if it's a princess Kundave, it's a princess's order. I think you should give it a chance. And Nandani's like, oh okay. And she's sitting there in the room, dressing room, getting dressed with all the bangles, the sari, and the malipu in her hair, jasmine in her hair. Malipu means jasmine. And and that's when Alda come, enters the room and goes like, what are you doing? Who is this visitor you have here? And she just goes like, what is happening? Why am I? She then realizes her place and she's like, oh my God, I'm not supposed to be here. And she dashes out of the dressing room and Princess Kuntave is like, oh damn, oh boy. And at that point, you're not you're like, you're probably like running away from the position in time is not a nice act because not a nice thing to do because it's as if you're hurting some of the other person's pride or something and so the priest goes like you shouldn't have uh, she's very and the, the priest gives all the bangles and the sari back to Kundave and she comes back to the temple to get those back and she's actually like, Nandani is very sorry she will not do that again and Princess Kundave is like oh okay ever since then she's had her little wall up when it comes to Nandini but her wall Princess Kundave's wall has started to go high when she starts to realize that her brother and Nandini are seeing each other. Okay, now obviously seeing each other is not a loosely based term. Talking about castes, we're talking about different cultural. We're talking okay. While these two have the similar cultural beliefs, the lives are entirely different. We're talking about a boy who is going to go to war soon and is going to probably like is fighting for. His kingdom, his citizens, and a girl who's devoted to the skies above—a a dutiful girl who is like new, who's experiencing life differently now, and is at and his sings really well, and is by the waters, and is experiencing the way life is with devotion to the skies above. And as these two get to know each other more, like Adita goes like, and so, and she's like, no, I can't really, you know, and she's a bit resistant at first because she's like. I cannot associate myself with you. You know that kind of that kind of hesitancy, the resistance. But you're she's like she's still wanting to give in because she's like, wow, um, he looks quite. He is very strong and determined and willing, willing full, willing less, willing full to get you know to take care to protect the kingdom and protect its history by all means. You know, and these two, these two are back on a journey together. They're. And he's he cannot stop stealing glances from her, even as they grow older. Let me tell you, and they're in such like the 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 you're talking about young love here, and young love is one of my favorite things, probably because it's just it's honest, it's raw, it's vulnerable. You're new to it for the first time, and you're experiencing as raw and vulnerable as it is right there. You have no walls, you have no set of expectations. You're just there feeling yourself, expressing yourself, and vice versa. You know, you're, the other person is there, vice versa, expressing themselves to you as well, and it is as beyondly radiant as it can. Yes, it will be some 
there undoubtedly is some miscommunication in this like miscommunication or even like oh my god i wish we had more time left kind of vibe because you feel so much at home with them like a different kind of life that you could have been with um like nandani could have been a princess she could have been one of like the princesses if she married provided that she married adita karakalan but the family didn't agree you know because kundave's walls had gone up and so and then between between their love story alata karakalan said that he's going to go to war and nandani was like um right of course what does that what does that matter to me why are you telling me this and he's like cuz i want you to know right and so she's like oh okay and the eye contact the way they come back for each other my goodness like you and she while he's at war she's like you can see the scenes where she's waiting for him looking out for him when like okay is so he going to come back trying to hear stories about how whether he might be coming back or not and then the day he comes back after he comes back after he settles in he is going on the horse to see nandini by the waters like y'all like y'all he's like this is my priority to see her everything else can wait you know and it cuz you have been away from each other for so long by a war later he's coming in he's like victory is in my arms and i want you in my arms too so if that is like such precious jazz like at that point in time you're like sky be damned let's just be together you know and and then it comes at a point where you want to get married and you know i and he goes like mama sisters brother this sister brother this is the person this is the girl that i want to get married to um and i really love her and he she's like this is nandini right nandini's like hi hello and alata is very strong he's like you know he's just like you know he's mindset is on this he's going to he's going she, he's like it's her or not okay that's just how he is that's just how it is you know you can't change the rules and his family's like okay okay we'll see and she's just really unsure like nandini is really uncomfortable she's like what what is going on but like at the same time she's like this is the person that i love too and i'm not letting go either and next day morning nandini's on a trip she's on a on a chariot like at a bamboo made chariot i believe and is going out of town turns out the temple has been on set on fire the house has been set on fire and alata doesn't know about that and she keeps thinking it was him but actually it was family that set the house on fire and so hence the vengeance begins and i'm here like no how could you how could you firstly burning a temple not cool secondly burning someone's house not cool why would why would you send guards to burn someone's house on fire there could have been any other way any other way for you to to like try to if your intention was to not have these two married you could at least do something that isn't burning down the house or burning down the temple by all means thank you very much cuz i uh, let's say you're burning faith down man like what are you doing why why and alatha is so frustrated he's like nandini nandini and i'm like nandini please not today and now present life fast forward to the present of the movie she is the queen queen nandini wife of barrier tower so how you say his name 
I still don't know how to say his name even today. But I hope you get the jazz. Please search the name up. Otherwise, I would feel like I'm giving different information. But she becomes queen. She is having the life that she's wanted, that she could have been if she had married Aditya. Right? Do you say Aditya or do you say Aditya? I've been saying Aditya the entire time because that's how they've been saying it all this while. And I was like, something doesn't sit right. But anyway, if it's Aditya, same person, right? Um, so yes, that is, oh my God, that was a whole jazz on the beginning of PS with the whole jazz right there. And I'm like, so all over it, as you can see, because the, uh, the little things, the movie compensates for a lot of the story plots via the little things, like eye contact, gestures, simple lines that could imply a lot of things. Yes, they would have to be a lot reading between the lines, but there's also like this song, the soundtrack plays an immense role on this for both films, right? Because, excuse me, for those who have read the novel, they didn't necessarily feel satisfied or they didn't feel satisfied that they that the movie didn't show a lot of the backstories of certain characters like Princess Vanadi and Pungurli. And because you can't really, you can't, you can't really, you know, portray everyone's story, everyone's history in two films. Yes, you could have three films, four films, five films, six films, but majority of the theme would probably would have been lost if they had been more films. So they try to they try to encapsulate as much of the story as they can where the most important scenes. And yes, for it to to captivate the audience today, there needs to be some sort of, there must have been some sort of increase in, you know, the nice little eye contact lot like stolen glances and also the way women deal with politics oh my god that is such that is honestly one of the most attractive things the the costume the walls the architecture is phenomenal god bless everybody who's been a part of this cast staff characters you name it they're in it is fascinating i'm in love with the whole world building, let me tell you, Jorla Kingdom is the way I said it. By the way, was <laughs> quite amusing. Jorla Kingdom, it yes, we stand at this point in time. It probably also increased my knowledge on Tamil, like our history, and also. By the way, if you don't speak Tamil but you want to watch it in Telugu or Malayalam, you're more than welcome to do so. I'm not sure if it's the film is out in Canada at the moment, but it's there and it's out there in Telugu and Malayalam as well. So. Yes, feel free to do so. With that being said, here are the next seven songs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs that remind me of the film in general as a whole. Uh, we'll be playing it back to back because the whole jazz. If I do forget anything that I also want to share, I will share at the end of the episode. But for now, sit back, relax. Let the seven songs transform you into pieces and worlds of the Tola Kingdom and the characters. Um, and enjoy with a mix of Tamil, Korean, and English. Sit back, relax, and feel yourself. Let the world transform around you. Close your eyes if you must. And yeah, see you on the other side. Hey, 
Thank you.
And I just realized while we were playing this mix that I completely forgot about Umerani. So Umerani is like a nice, a lovely well-wisher for Prince Aramuri Varman and Nandini as well. But more so Aramuri Varman because she has saved him many times. And in a most cool way possible, like imagine someone who's lurking by the waters and just knows that her, like, that this person is in danger and, you know, is willing to go save them, right? And we do not know who the identity is until the second film, like the end of the first film, beginning of the second film. And then it's like a recurring story, a plot throughout the second film. And Umerani is one of the most coolest people. And I do miss her. I wish I wish we had heard her. Um, I wish we had seen more of her um, throughout both films, especially the second one. But sacrifice needs to be made. Um, there is more to her than just saving Arvoni Varman and sacrifice. But there's also her backstory that, you know, Princess Kundugaiji gets to know about Umairani and who she really is. She is a deaf woman. She may not be able to hear, um, but her sight, her, the way, the other senses that amplify are so well, like, so well connected that in, that she just knows that, that, okay, her instincts are so strong that she just knows that which which pathways are like, no, there's, there, there's something's wrong, something's wrong, it's gonna happen, we need to stop this kind of vibe, which, oh my god, there is, oh my god, okay, okay, sorry, there was like a little fly that was just running over my laptop and yeah, no, honey, no, no not near my speaker, thank you, um, it's the same fly. I feel like the fly was going to press a button. Like, you need the smallest things. Um, but anyway, and so if the odd, no, sweetheart, not near the books either. If the small thing, if a, an audio system or a sound system had slightly changed over the course of the video, over the course of the audio, it's because my speaker that I usually play the music at had is seemed to not functioning well at the moment. Um, and so I decided to play the rest of the mix using the my phone speaker. So if the hence the little slight change in the sound system. But apart from that, I hope you enjoy the stations quite longer than I anticipated because I got too carried away. And yes, if you're planning to burn someone's house down or a temple down, please, there should be, there could be another way to do so. Um, and yeah, stay connected with your homies. Stay well, stay safe. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in thus far, wherever you are. May the universe shine light on our cloudy skies and sunny skies and rainy skies and beyond. We'll catch up with y'all next week with another Rad Jazz, another episode. Until then, this is Sleepy as a Rad, and I'm your host, Sunny, signing off. And go dream about the stories that makes yourselves dance and stay groovy. Adios.